Hi, welcome to another session of Ahead on Healthcare. For this session, we have joining us Prathima Srinivas, worldwide leader for healthcare partners at AWS, and Matt Dinger, AWS global epic leader in the public sector. Matt, Prathima, thank you for joining. Thanks for um, having us. Along with me, of course, is my partner in crime, Houdini. Houdini, you know, I, I always script your last name, and I'm going to get it right this time. Aptahi. That was close enough, Jay. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> so this, this session, what we really want to dive into are a couple of things. One, talk about electronic health records, talk a little about Epic, and also talk about how AWS and AHEAD have partnered to help customers, those in the healthcare industry, implement, solve difficult problems associated with implementation, kind of justify the implementation of EHR itself. So we want to dive into that. A little bit of kind of setup. I think I looked at some stats, you know, regarding EHR kind of in general and close to like 96 to 97% of all non-federal acute care hospitals and nearly four and five office-based physicians have implemented a quote-unquote certified EHR system, which is amazing. Also, hospitals are implementing EHR for a lot of different reasons, you know, enhancing the experience from a clinician's perspective, from a patient perspective, improving workflow, coordinating care, better coordination from that perspective. It's becoming really the core for a lot of the clinical and business operations for, for hospitals in general. But one of the things that you have to ensure in a lot of cases is you have the infrastructure to actually power that type of reliable, secure, available solution, especially given some of the other challenges that folks also are aware of. Everything from you know, disruption from a workflow perspective to, of course, cyber attacks. And you know, if I was a hacker these days, that's where I would go. I'd go for EMR, EHR systems because you got so much protected health information stored there. So there are a lot of you know, concerns that people have, but also, like I was saying, a lot of benefits. So let's, let's dive into some of the conversation. I guess, you know, Houdini, I mentioned AWS and I had, how do we work with AWS in this partnership? And, you know, how is it benefiting customers and what does it bring to the table? You think that's unique? Yeah, I kind of start and then I, you know, I'd like to talk to Prathima and Matt about that too. But, you know, I think the, you know, I think of the power of three, the three-legged stool, you know, AWS ahead and uh, the client we work with, you know, it's got to be all in conjunction with what we're, what we're doing and making sure we're all on the right page. The clients will understand the business landscape. Obviously, the AWS will understand the cloud perspective and then ahead brings the services side of the house. But, you know, I, I'd love to get Prathima and Matt's you know, perspective from an AWS just to see, you know, how do you guys think we, we work together and how does that relationship benefit our customers? Thank you, Huda. Thank you for having us. Definitely, you know, we want to talk about the partnership that we've been working together with AHEAD because AHEAD brings a great unwavering support and the dedication around the team with the expertise, the commitment to excellence, and also the shared vision where we are trying to help our health systems to provide better patient care through our technology and the innovation that 
we both are in together. So some of the things why Epic on AWS is definitely something we want to help our customers because as we all know, we are in the post-pandemic times where the hospitals and health systems are looking at different aspects and cost optimization is probably one of the main reasons, I would say, apart from the other top of the three reasons. We are here to help our customers on this journey of providing the best patient care that they can serve so that we can take care of the technology and the infrastructure that happens on the back end. Yeah, and Matt, I'd love to get your your insight as well. Because I think sure. there's so many different ways we can you know, we can work together and with our customers, but I'd love to get your perspective as well. Yeah, and I really like the three-legged stool analogy that, that you gave. I'll give another one. I am a, a patient living with type 1 diabetes. I have had diabetes since the 1980s. And I, I go to a diabetes specialist. You know, I have an excellent PCP who, who I work with all the time. But for, you know, someone who is really focused in the field of diabetes care research and getting on the cutting edge of things, I go to someone who specializes in that. And it's similar for the work that we do in our healthcare systems. You know, obviously coming to the table as a patient, I think about that, but, you know, there's a lot of expertise that we have in terms of infrastructure, in terms of best practices, in terms of the cloud, obviously in terms of Amazon Web Services themselves. But when we combine that with a partner like Ahead who brings to the table their own expertise in the EHRs that we're working with, in change management, in other consultative engagements and enhances that that can really benefit a customer, that's how you get to kind of the magic of the best possible outcomes for those health systems, their clinicians, and their patients. That's a great, I like the analogy. So we need to use more analogies. Think this conversation three the three legged so I agree Matt I, I like that analogy too let's let's talk a little bit more about EHR and I know that given the wealth of expertise both of the head and AWS we have helped clients deal with kind of the the journey of implementing but what solutions do we bring to the table to improve both and I talked about kind of the clinical side and patient side but kind of that user experience as well as assist with the cost side. So think pot optimization, if you will. Let's let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, what's your, your perspectives on, on those? So definitely, you know, I think there are four reasons I would say from our perspective, the reason why health systems are choosing Epic on AWS or specific to the Epic application. I want to highlight some of the four main reasons. The one is, I would say, the ability to execute I think most of us who are in the health systems, you know, we understand that Epic is constantly introducing new features, and that is to help the clinician workflows and the nurse workflows. So one of the advantages that moving to the cloud helps is being able to deliver that new technology so that the health systems can keep up at the pace that the Epic is introducing to their customers. The number two reason, right, let's be very honest, health systems are under huge cost um, savings, one of the biggest concerns, and that's being very important for a CIO of a hospital to keep the cost low because of the different reasons that we know. And this is an added advantage to work with a partner because from AWS, 
we have number of incentives. We have certain discount programs that IHEAD has access to so that they can help bringing that cost down through those incentive programs to help our customers. Number three would be, you know, we all know health systems are constantly under attack from cyber criminals. We do know many hospitals have been shut down by ransomware attacks for weeks. And we do have solutions like cloud read-only where it raises those security posture through our AWS infrastructure and services, which is an added benefit to our hospitals and health systems. And the last one, which is probably more important to me as a clinician, being supporting, being in healthcare for over two decades. I've seen this so closely that Epic is constantly one of the most important application, but there are other 400 to 500 applications that goes along with it. Like let's think about the co-traveler apps like Blood Bank. We have PAC system, we have revenue management cycles, you know, different applications that move along. And one of the things that added advantage for our customers to go to cloud is to have everything on one cloud provider, which helps them with their DR strategy, having the, the backup or the DR failure when that happens, being able to have the systems up and running. And of course, as a clinician, right, to be very frank, I don't care whether the Epic sits on-prem or on the cloud. What really matters to me is, will I be able to access the application with the best response time, with being fast and reliable for the clinician community? Because that is something that we have done from AWS is to work on a weekly and a daily basis with Epic to identify those 400 compute instance types that delivers the best Epic response time. So definitely, like Matt mentioned, we have created the blueprints, the reference architecture using our AWS best practices because privacy and security is our backbone. We wanted to perform at the highest performance and being available for all the clinicians to be able to access to. And just a couple of specific examples on response time. We had a customer go live last week. They're actually uh, currently live in, in what they're planning on their DR environment for disaster recovery uh, being, but, you know, ensuring that the failover works and that the system is working. Their response times in that environment today are 25% better than they were on-prem. And that is pre-optimized. And, you know, we take a lot of pride in the way that the system is architected. And this is an excellent customer who's really paying attention to that as well. But we expect that to get even better. We had another customer who is using AWS just for disaster recovery and as a part of best practice, you know, they're failing over at least a couple of times a year and they failed over to the environment and decided to stay on, on that failover environment for actually three weeks while they were doing some, some other work. And when they moved back to their on-prem deployment, they started getting questions about what happened to the response time and why was it so much better a week ago. I did not think human beings could count microseconds until I sat in front of a clinician at a go-live waiting for a smart form to load. And it is excruciating. They can tell. And so when Prathima talks about that from the, the position of a clinician, it's really important to ensure that getting those types of benefits like you do in AWS 
is, is really getting to the clinician and allowing their experience to be positive so that the patient experience can be excellent. Yeah, Matt, I think that's a, that's a really good point about the 25%, you know, speed factor as far as, you know, going from on-prem into the cloud, because, you know, a lot of people are like, well, what's, what's the main difference? And, you know, having tangible metrics that say it's faster if it's in the cloud versus on-prem. And I think that a lot of it, at least hospitals we work with, you know, their equipment is just older and they're just not up to date. So if you think about it from that perspective, the user experience, I think the way AWS does their cloud setup and user experience is, is top notch. And I, you know, I, a question I always get from a lot of different hospitals is, is it cheaper to go to the cloud versus on-prem? And, you know, how can we do things to offset the costs? Because, you know, the hospital systems I talk to are trying to go between five and 10% cheaper every year to save on their operating costs. So. Pratima or Matt, what's your thoughts on, on, on that as far as when people ask me, you know, is it cheaper to go to the cloud and, and what can we do to offset some of those costs? Sure. And, and I can get started. And certainly, you know, working with partners like Ahead and looking at overall uh, total cost of ownership is, is something that we can do, you know, with a, a partner to have a conversation about a customer, about all of the factors involved. But, but the reality is we see cost savings with all of our customers. Tufts Medicine has talked about this quite a bit and their experience saving somewhere between 40 and 60% from what their estimated on-prem costs were when they you know, did their large implementation project, combining a, a number of sites from that standpoint. But we also see this continue to improve as we optimize. You know, you talked about the age of equipment that these health systems are dealing with, and that's one of the huge benefits of the cloud. We had a customer a couple of weeks ago who wanted to utilize one of our newer instance types. Turned out it was significantly more efficient, almost two times as efficient, which they estimate will lead to a savings of $400,000 a year. And again, that was from making a switch of instances, which could be done very easily in a few minutes for this healthcare organization, as opposed to, you know, generally what happens within a healthcare system. And so there is that benefit that you are seeing just from the updates themselves and, and the way that the cloud works from that standpoint. We also though have strategies and features and functionality uh, like guardrails, resource tagging, active monitoring, alerts, compute savings plans, you know, any number of things as we are architecting the solution with a customer to ensure that they are getting both a reactive approach to cost savings, but also a proactive approach to cost savings and setting the system up with all of that, including automation that ultimately is going to, to save them money. And, and that's crucial simply because, you know, Prathima talked about this at the first of the call as well. Health systems are already operating on razor thin margins. And now you see them recovering from a global pandemic and being asked to do more with less constantly and any place where we can get to those cost savings and those benefits is, is crucial. Thanks, Matt. I just wanted to add two more things. So from AWS perspective and also from the cloud perspective, we do have certain tools 
just like what Matt mentioned, but they are called the smart provisioning and the need-based elasticity. So what happens today when our customers are looking at the on-prem, they pretty much have to make a lot of guesswork on what they need and then wait for some of the storage and compute to grow into it versus the cloud provides the benefits of using our smart provisioning tool to add capacity as needed. So this that's a huge cost savings for our system, health system customers. The second one that I want to touch upon is the need-based elasticity. So let's say if health system is using, if they're not using their training environments overnight or over the weekends, they have an opportunity to shut down those training environments and they get to pay for what they use. So that's another added benefit of using Epic on AWS. So there are many reasons for why our customers are looking into Epic on AWS, but definitely I want to reiterate some of the discount programs that our partners can tap into by being a part of this program. And this is where I had plays a huge role in helping our customers on this journey together. I think the one thing that will be helpful, and I know that Houdini, we were talking about this a little bit, but uh, if there are any use cases, you know, so, and I think Matt mm-hmm. talked a little bit about this, but one of the things that's always helpful is to bring to life is by kind of walking through the journey, if we can share names of, you know, folks actually implemented, um, used, and then kind of what was that return on investment, right? Uh, Which doesn't always have to be cost saving. It can be, you know, other benefits. But maybe we can talk a little bit about a couple of those and kind of bring it to life, so to speak. Yeah, definitely. We can talk, Matt, the CRO with uh, LCMC and then the Tufts Medicine. We do have the two big use cases that we can talk about. Yeah, so so I can talk a little bit about LCMC. So again, a health system built or based out of Louisiana. They implemented a cloud-read-only project. And this has been an interesting use case that we've seen that unfortunately has had quite a bit of interest. I say unfortunately because the main thing that this is built for is to combat against ransomware. Um, and we know that hospitals are a huge target of ransomware attacks um, and, and that cybersecurity is is really paramount for those organizations. And so the cloud-read-only solution is one that is essentially a mirrored copy of the EHR in near real time that is air-gap. And so in the event that your system is compromised, the chief security officer says, hey, you know, we're, we're shutting down access. Nobody's going to have access to the, the EHR. Move to your business continuity access procedures. Sometimes that's paper or a mix of other things. What this does instead is you can flip it on and point end users to a URL that directs them to that, e- that read-only EHR and that that has been air-gapped and uncompromised. And so you can still see the patients that are coming in for the day in an ambulatory setting, the patients that are in the hospital, the orders that are on those patients, the medications that need to be administered. All of that is still available through that cloud-read-only environment. So what that did is allowed this organization to go to their cyber insurance provider 
and say, hey, we have this new value-added solution that we did not have before. Here is the, the circumstance. Actually, I had to do quite a bit of explanation with them due to it being so new and so innovative. Then ultimately, the cyber insurance company said, yeah, you know, we, we definitely can reduce premiums as a result of this. So they reduced those premiums to the point that the solution essentially pays for itself. And so again, this value add in the event of a ransomware attack that gives, again, clinicians an ability to have some insight that they didn't have in those situations before, and ultimately the cost savings to go along with it. Yeah, and Matt, that's that. Yeah, that's a good case study. And I, I'm just curious. You know, I know a lot of the hospitals that we all work with, they'll have multiple cloud providers. You know, any of the three. And I was just curious. You know, does this impact uh, AWS's ability to to help these organizations? Because I, you know, it, I've I've rarely seen a customer be on one cloud. But if they already have other clouds, does that them being on multiple cloud providers does that impact these kind of case studies or What's your thoughts there? So, you know, essentially in this specific example, this this case study, the cloud-read-only environment is air-gapped. So it is separate from any of those other environments. So it is a solution that can be put into place even at organizations that already have their EHR hosted on a different cloud. The question about, you know, where can we help as far as folks who have that type of multi-cloud strategy, the advice that I typically give and the conversation that I have with, you know, executives and decision makers are in this space is generally speaking, folks are on a multi-cloud strategy because they are trying to mitigate risk of some sort in situations like this. And, and to that, I say, you know, you, you really have to evaluate what that risk mitigation is. And sometimes what that means is going with the cloud provider that can give all of those benefits that have the kind of uptime percentages and, and customer outcomes that they're looking for. Obviously, I have a bias in this area, but love talking about risk mitigation with folks and allowing them to to see some of the benefits of AWS cloud versus multi-cloud, or in a situation, like I said, even if they have that solution to be able to put in this cloud read only. One of the things from the health system perspective is managing that multi-cloud environment, right? That's really complex. And many of the organizations are constantly trying to plan and implement. But we from AWS, we completely understand. And since we are very customer obsessed, end of the day, we let them make those decisions so that if a customer wants to do a multi-cloud strategy, we are open to working with other organizations using the other cloud providers. Some of you may know that AWS, we also provide range of services where we facilitate the interoperability that works with the other cloud providers and also with the on-premise environments, you know. So definitely we are open on to embrace the multi-cloud strategy. That's most of our health systems uh, are taking towards that direction. And end of the day, we are customer obsessed. And I also tell sometimes that I am partner obsessed. So in my role, working with the head, that also is another important aspect as we support our partners. I love that you're partner obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I actually had one question about some of the things we're talking about because it's 
it's kind of part and parcel to the journey. And that's, you know, we talked about savings and, you know, some of the other metrics associated with results. How do you guys help monitor and kind of show back that? Is that something that's part of what we do? I'm thinking partnering with you guys to provide that type of show back. And the reason I asked or asked the question is from a business perspective, you'll implement a technology, but the kind of ability to show back cost savings or impact on uptime is sketchy at best, right? If you guys maybe just briefly talk about how is that part of the solution and kind of, you know, how is it done? And and I'm thinking that's another enabler, both to kind of selling or positioning it, but also ensuring that it's, it kind of takes legs and continues. So we actually have worked with Tufts Medicine. So Tufts Medicine actually were able to consolidate six different EHR systems. And they were also able to move the 42 different co-traveler applications that moved along Epic with working with about 30 vendors and everything moving into a new EHR system, which was Epic, And all of that work was accomplished in 14 months. And they went live April 2022 last year. And we've been working with Tufts on a weekly basis, trying to understand their cost savings, you know, especially on their annual cost savings. And here you'll have to remember they are consolidating six different EHRs. One of the things Dr. Shafiq Rab talks about and he's been updating our numbers growing, uh, especially on the cost savings. I think last year we heard about the 20% annual savings by implementing Epic on AWS. The recent numbers is around 30 to 40%. And from AWS perspective, we are actually working with a third party to help us bring out those numbers in a white paper. So the third party organization is working with Tufts Medicine. More importantly, I think one of the things Dr. Shafika talks about is how this whole environment that has been created is helping bring that, supporting that frictionless patient care, providing that joyful care provider experience, because as you all know, physicians are running from one appointment to another and enhancing all that operations and the security so that it's all taken care on the back end from our infrastructure point of view. That's great. I mean, at the end of the day, if technology can enable a physician to spend more time with the patient living care versus handling or worrying about administrative, I think it's a big win, right? Yeah, and just to add to that too, because I think you bring up a good point, Prathima. You think about doctors and nurses, if they have the opportunity to go to other hospital systems that are being more innovative, they will. So the user experience, to your point earlier, is so key. And I think that's where AWS really plays well in this space is because people want to use the latest and greatest cloud type of opportunities versus the antiquated on-premise experience. Very true. UDD, our vision at AWS Healthcare team is we are set out to be the most trusted innovation and technology partner because we want to enable our healthcare customers to really focus on the high value care that they can serve so that they can self-disrupt the entire personalized healthcare experience that they are trying to march towards, you know. So just to bring us home during this, this session, I'll start with a quote from Walt Disney. 
The way to get started is to quit talking and begin, begin doing. We've talked a lot. I know that folks would love some of the things we're talking about in terms of implementing these solutions. How do potential customers get started? Is there a kind of a path of least resistance, most usual path of getting started? How would folks, if they're interested in the solutions that we're talking about, how would they uh, go about kicking the can and, and get started? So, so a great place for a customer to get started, uh, especially if they're starting from scratch, we do have something called a healthcare landing zone. This is a configuration approach that includes automation, best practices across, you know, not only EHR deployments, but the larger healthcare deployment so that organizations can meet all compliance requirements that they need to. And, and, you know, we've thought through a lot of the security and use cases already. So this can be done with a pilot or a POC so that customers can start to see performance, get additional visibility, a lot of times we see folks start with that cloud read-only environment that we talked about. Others will start with training environments or other kind of non-production work that they do. Others start with some integrated applications that run in parallel with their electronic health record as a part of this. We remain customer obsessed, so getting an understanding from the customers of, of some of their needs. Obviously, there have been some where we've started with disaster recovery because they've said, hey, you know, we have a solution that needs to be, or we, we don't have a solution or have a, a configuration right now that is not ideal for what we need it to be. So that's really where we feel exposed. But I, I like the quote that you said, the, the thing to do is to start. We'll work with you. And, and by that, I mean ahead and the, the customer, of course, we work with the, the partners and the organizations themselves, but really making sure that, that people can get started. And to add to that, we, from the AWS perspective, we understand that most of our health systems today want to do a crawl, walk, run journey. And the things that Matt mentioned around the Landing Zone Accelerator program, this would be a great way for our uh, partners like ahead to work with our customers because there are some financial incentives on this program. Think of it, it's like a foundation for our health system customers to deploy in their environment with all the security and the compliance taken care of on the back end, which is one of the most important aspects for our health system customers today. So definitely we will, we have different programs to support our partners like ahead to help cost mitigate and also get started on a pilot project. We want our customers to test the water, uh, see the results, see the availability, see the end user experience as a part of the pilot and be able to walk on the journey either using the training environments as a next step or could be a DR and of course, you know, because we are customer obsessed, we can help with whatever request our customers are looking for. If the customer today is ready to go all in production, we are happy to help them because we, we do have today about 18 customers who are running on Epic on AWS. And we would like to add more through our partnership. And, and we're partner obsessed too. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> No, great conversation, guys. I think good talk about EHR, great 
conversation about Epic and the partnership we, we have to uh, help our customers bring these solutions to bear. The whole EHR kind of market and, and industry is just continuing to show benefits uh, both to hospitals and to patients. I think I was reading a study about in the Journal of Healthcare Quality, the hospitals that had fully implemented an EHR system had about, and this is what's interesting, an 18% lower mortality rate. I'm like, wow. Wow. <laughs> That's interesting. So, but I think it's it's something that, again, the power of our partnership can definitely ensure that it's done more efficiently, done with some thought and consideration for some of the benefits. And you can definitely take advantage of our, our partner-obsessed way of approaching business. So thank you, Matt. Thank you for Thema. Great conversation. Houdini, as always, thank you for, uh, for helping me ask some great questions. I'll, I'll leave us with words from Bruce Lee. If you spend too much time thinking about a thing, you'll never get it done. So I'll close with Bruce Lee. Thank you, guys. Uh, stay tuned for my head in healthcare.